Hey everyone, welcome back. We are uh, at, well, <laughs> we're recording, so I can't go back and say that I'm uh, fixing that. Uh, welcome to Cartoons <laughs> Drive-In. Uh, we are here to talk movies, uh, me, and of course you can see on the other screen, uh, the the fabulous Olivia. Hello, Liv, how are you? I'm, I'm doing great, Trev, how are you? I'm doing all right, I'm doing well. I got to enjoy uh, the movie we were watching today. Um, I watched it in two pieces, and uh, I feel like the intermission was helpful uh, in much the same way that people have been saying with flowers, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, it's just nice to get a little break in between, you know, let your thoughts settle about the film. In a 70-minute um, movie, after 35 back, minutes, you're I like, I need a... <laughs> I need an intermission. Well, you know, it, it really, the, the I would say the first 40 minutes of this movie are setting up the the dominoes that will fall in the last uh, 25, 35 minutes of this movie. Um, there's a lot of setup. Uh, and once I got past that, I was mentally ready to have a fun time in a, in a blood-soaked um, revenge uh, horror movie. The movie being... Oh, 1985's I, Bloodstream. <laughs> that's right. Uh, it is, yeah, directed by uh, Michael J. Murphy, who, uh, Liv, I did find out, I want, I'm going to share a couple of details about Michael J. Murphy. Um, he was born on September 22nd. I, I got to tell you, I don't know what sign that makes him. Is that a... Sounds like a Virgo. I was going to say, is that I'm a Virgo? Gonna, I don't it might know. be the one after that. I don't know. His nickname was MJM, which is a funny nickname. Um, but, you yeah, know, good for him. He uh, purposefully did not attend his mother's funeral. That's one piece of trivia that IMDb says about him. So rough. And uh, his production company has used many different spellings for its trading name. Merlin, M-E-R-L-I-N, M-U-R-L-I-N, and M-U-R-L-Y-N. Posthumously, the trading name MFI Digital was created to primarily deal with internet streaming licensing of Murphy's titles. I really hate the Merlin, (laughs) M-U-R-L-I-N. I are, you don't like M U R L Y N. You don't like uh, like Zoomer Merlin. Yeah. Well, you know, there should be more URLs. So, <laughs> so but you I. you would want it to be U R L I N, not Y N. Oh, it's M U R L Y N. Okay. Yeah. So it really it, it's it's like the like the Chasen spelled C H A S T Y N or C H C S whatever. Yeah. The it's the Y N thing. The the classic thing. I do feel like that name could have been the the metal band that was in <laughs> Stunt Rock. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. I was trying to explain uh, to to my daughter the other day because she's afraid he wants to go into acrobatics, and I said, "Well, there aren't many circuses around. It's going to be tough to be an acrobat for your career." But I hope I hope she does it if she really wants to. Um, but I said, you know, she could be a stunt uh, stunt person. That's like sort of like the same thing. Like you, you know, and I really wanted to use stunt rock as a as an explainer. But I I felt like maybe introducing stunt rock um, would not help. I feel like wizardry is not what she needed in order to better grasp the situation of what it meant to be a stunt person. Right. They complicate but things a lot. There's also the stunt part of stunt rock. <laughs> well, there's yeah, a I, lot about the nitty gritty of the stunt world in that movie. Can you talk about stunt rock without talking about wizardry? Maybe. Definite maybe. Yeah, I think you probably could actually. Now that you're saying. <laughs> but would you prefer to? Probably not. No, absolutely not. I want. I want the. I want the the guy with the mask on who 
constantly talks in the funny voice. It's important to me <laughs> that they be there. <laughs> it's crucial. <laughs> I need to see that stuntman's uh, reaction to, to to that guy a million times. Oh, I loved that movie. Um, I don't. I wouldn't say I loved this movie in the same way, but I did like it a lot. What did you just uh, first thoughts on 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 um, uh, blood uh, bloodstream? I want to keep on. We call it like bloodlust, blood sport, two different things. Um, bloodstream. Bloodstream is fun. Um, mm-hmm. I think that it is the kind of movie where they you do feel like you could use an intermission because the pacing is consistently broken throughout the movie because it keeps bouncing back to this dude just watching movies in his room um yeah yeah which i actually thought was pretty cool like that was one of the things that i thought was pretty like formally interesting about the movie where like it includes maybe 10 uh like two minute vignettes of other horror movies that may have existed in in michael j murphy's mind um they're pretty cool like they're they they are neat little genre pieces. There's like a Hunchback of Notre Dame one. There's a I guess I guess it would be like a Phantom of the Opera, sort of like the uh, the uh, old Phantom of the Opera. Um, there's like a, a vampire one. There's a motorcycle gang one. It's just like it, it at first it's horror and then it's just kind of anything violent. Um, mm-hmm. They're cool. Like they're they. It's very hard to follow at first, but once you kind of realize what's going on, it's pretty neat to see. And I think it's some of the best film stuff. Hi, Opie. Um, I think it's some of the best film stuff in there. Like some of the most interesting acted and produced stuff in the movie are these little like tiny little vignettes. Yeah. So the the plot of the movie is that this is a, it's a film about a horror movie director. And he has this like excellent idea for a film called Bloodstream. And he pitches it to this um, indie horror uh producer distributor um yeah mr king and he's like oh no your your movie sucks like that is such a bad (laughs) idea i hate it and then what he says is it would not scare a four-year-old which is like kind of a lot to say (laughs) to this poor guy (laughs) the guy's name's alistair played by patrick oliver who is in a, a number of murphy's other films uh kind of a rough thing to say to him because like it involves a lot of like extremely gory death like i feel like a four-year-old would not like this yeah they would be scared by this i don't think that there's a movie that could be made by someone named alistair that wouldn't scare a (laughs) four-year-old alistair is is now directing the like the paw patrol sequel or whatever apparently (laughs) i don't know (laughs) it's gonna be a little rough Um, but apparently this movie was made after, are you surprised after this same thing happened to Michael J. Murphy, where it was like (laughs) the, he got rejected and then was like, well, I'm going to make my own movie. And, you know, I love, I love that about it because like in the end, the movie kind of, uh, passes judgment on horror movies in general. And it's like, well, these things make you want to kill. And the Alistair's like, they sure do. Um, I'm just a killing guy now. <laughs> it's just so, it's so funny to imagine Murphy putting himself in that role of being like, yeah, I could do that. That would be me if I let myself loose and allowed myself to kill all of my critics. <laughs> a little alarming. But the the whole thing like unravels because um 
while while Alistair goes home to like watch all of these like horror movies in his room, the Mr. King's secretary decides to record this conversation where he's like, actually, this guy's idea was so good. I can't believe how good his ideas are. We're gonna steal it and make so much money. I love the clause in his contract. It's so good. Like I mean not to not to be not to tell another story about kids, but like the the uh the other day uh, Tilly was asking if she could write a contract that would force her friend's mom to get that friend a cat. Um, and I was like, I don't think you can. Like, I don't think there's anything that you could like. You need something in there that will actually like enforce it, right? And she's like, Well, what if I say she has to do it or she'll be arrested? And I was like, Well, you can't enforce that. Like, no one would ever say that that contract is real. Uh, and this contract sort of is like a Tilly contract. That like <laughs> King at one point is he's like he's like you can't just you know like not pay me. I made this whole movie. And he's like, see clause 24 clause 24 says, if I've ever displeased with the movie, I can end production and never pay you. It's like, <laughs> it's a rough clause, man. Like, I don't, I don't know if you should assign this one. Like that's a, uh, that, that's, that's one that you can't really sneak in. I, I do like the idea that he King was like, this idea is so good that I'm going to like burn all bridges with this guy and steal his idea. Like he was so sure, like this was a really good idea, but this guy will never have a good idea again. Like, I don't want, I don't want, (laughs) I don't want access to this guy in the future. I, yeah. If I'm making, if I make a bloodstream too, I need someone who can like, who can give me another banger. This guy is run out. He's, he's, he's made his, he's made his bed and it's bloodstream. I also like that, that like, it's not just that it's also that like his, his like girlfriend is a star in Bloodstream. Like there's there's all sorts of things that King could have used to to keep Bloodstream going. Like it seems like it would have been a much better idea just to produce it with the director. It seems like it, but um, you know, I think he had um maybe ideas about what new art that Alistair could be pushed to if mm. in this in this position i was really all for art the so, whole time your reading of the movie is that king in the end was actually very pleased with the film that, that alistair made yeah yeah and i guess that makes sense yeah it's true i mean alistair certainly was and he was like i can't tell him that it's good because i need him to stay hungry and make the best horror movies of all time <laughs> if he doesn't kill me in this moment this movie's not going to be very good so i can't praise him uh so uh, I kind of just like said it, we're jumping around it. Uh, Alistair goes off after the, uh, the secretary records the conversation. She goes and tells Alistair that she loves him and thinks he's really cute. And they, they kind of start a romantic thing and she becomes sort of his, uh, his murderous muse. She says like, well, why don't you just uh, take revenge and kill them all? Um, and he initially is not sure he can do it, but he watches all these horror movies and he gets this idea and he becomes the guy from Bloodstream and kills everyone in some gory ways. Like they're not particularly um you know, this is not this is not like uh, final destination level like inventive death. like set dressing. Yeah, this is your saw or whatever. It's not like mm-hmm. you're not gonna be watching and be like, oh my gosh, he did that to kill it. Like I would say the most creative death comes from when he kills the dog, which is mostly sad. Um, kind of, kind of rough. Even, even Alistair, even Bloodstream himself was like, "I thought I was going a little overboard when I killed your dog, but like, <laughs> yeah, man." <laughs> but I on. had to do it. <laughs> He's very into uh, slashing people's necks with um, things, uh, either mini chainsaws or uh, turkey carving knives. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, it's standard slasher stuff. But he goes, he goes through with all of it. Um, 
I quite liked the uh, the fact that he lights it every time he does it and shoots it as if he is a director mm-hmm. with the kills. I thought that was a pretty fun detail. I I think um, this it had a lot of like visual references to earlier stuff in horror, but I also felt like it was um, it reminded me a lot of All About Evil. Mm. Um, I'm not sure if you know. I, I've movie. heard of it, but I, I have never seen it. Um, it's directed by Peaches Christ, uh, yeah. if you're familiar with them. But I am um, familiar with them, yes. And starring, oh gosh, what's her name? Natasha from, like, but I'm a cheerleader. And oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Michaela Rosario. What? Her name's Natasha. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry, I thought it was <laughs> Natasha from. <laughs> but I'm a cheerleader. Oh, Natasha Leone. Yes, 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 yes. Um, starring her, and it's like she is works at a at a like a genre film theater and starts like killing people and making movies out of all the kills. And so okay. that to me is like the upgraded version of this plot. <laughs> <laughs> I, it sort of is. Like it's I, I will say, like it is a it, it can be a distracting film to watch because, and I would say, especially for the setup, when it, when it gets to sort of the violent stuff where he's going out and like routinely killing people off, it's about 25 minutes of that. And that's very, very boom, 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 boom. It, like it kind of, I would say that gets its point across very quickly <laughs> and like in a pretty, pretty efficient and fun pace. Like uh, the setup where it's like, you have to care about like the intricacies of contracts and like, how King is like financially screwing this guy over and his, you know, the guy's personal angst, that stuff does not translate as well because of sort of the, the rough quality of the filming and audio. Yeah. Um, this is very, a very low budget film. If, um, if, <laughs> if that was not already apparent, uh, yeah. film, filmed on super eight and, um, available on YouTube. If, practical, if the practical effects can be very fun though i will say i thought the effect when he was watching that like werewolf movie or whatever the one where like it wasn't a werewolf one maybe it was a zombie thing but the guy was like ah, i'm burning up and he ran away from his date uh it's one of the movies he's watching he like peels his face off and clearly it's just like they put a lot of like play-doh or like uh-huh. goop uh ahead and he's pulling like a layer off instead but it's very fulci it's very fun like it 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 gets across a certain kind of like grotesquerie that i thought was really fun um, less enthralled by the by the obvious mannequins once an armor head is cut off, but I do find them charming in their own way. Like they they didn't scare me, but I was like, ah, there you go. That's that's creepy, but I understand how you did it. Yeah, um, I think those bits are are pretty fun, and yeah. you're kind of like disappointed whenever it cuts back to the the real <laughs> yes. story. Yeah, the- exactly. <laughs> The acting is also better in the um, so in the movie segments, whereas like the the office segments with King have like kind of the same like cadence as like British like sex comedies from the from like the sixties. Like it's it's it's, awful. it's feels sleazier than it ends up being. Yeah, it's true, and like I, I feel like. I mean, I don't. I really did enjoy watching the movie, but like the parts I enjoyed watching were those parts with like the horror vignettes, and then when he's actually like doing the the slasher deaths. Like the parts in the office were really like 
I, I hate to say it because like I think the movie is really fun and people should watch it. But like I felt the stuff in the office was like pretty unwatchable. Like it was it was basically just like this movie's terrible. What? I worked so hard on it. Yeah, well, it's trash. Get out of my office. You'll never work at this town again. It's like, all right, <laughs> like we got to get ahead. This is not. This is no good. Like, um, it was clear that was not where uh, the director's heart was. It's not where Michael J. Murphy's heart was. Um, I, but like, then you get to those. You're, you're totally right because you get to those scenes. Like, I keep th- coming back to the one where it's the the Hunchback of Notre Dame slash uh, Phantom of the Opera thing. It's the guy with like the grotesque mask, or that's supposed to be his face. It's unclear, like menacing a, a, a tied up woman. And it's like, it's so menacing and so weird and so like compelling. You're like, oh, what's this thing? And then it goes away. It, it's a little bit like, um, um, why am I forgetting the name of it? The the game we covered, um, the, the, oh my God, uh, the really good game about movies. Uh, um, uh, yes, that I loved uh, uh-huh. by the her story guy, uh, whose name. <laughs> what is what is going on that I can't remember what it was called? That's pretty bad. It was like maybe my favorite game of the last year. Uh, bu- 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 I'm gonna have to figure that out because that's gonna bother me. But it it had a, it had a thing like that going on too. Like it was the vignettes were actually like really kind of compelling and fun. It does. I I'm also struggling, so that's um that's fine. That especially with like the segments of of that game that are like going back to like the film specific the like the first film specifically yeah 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 no that's actually a really good point yeah it's not like it's not like the 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 second film and the and the final film it's not like the 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 detective movie and the this is, oh, hold on this is ridiculous <laughs> this is not even hard to figure out uh it's sam barlow made it so that's easy enough and then sam barlow's last game was immortality that's the game we're looking for um <laughs> that, that was driving me nuts sorry sam uh <laughs> uh sorry sorry everyone who's been on my show from that game and was kind enough to talk to me about it i forgot the name of your we game. love that um, game very much it was really it good is. like i absolutely loved it <laughs> um don't don't get me wrong i'm just bad at names um uh i guess liv are you also bad at names or is it just uh oh yeah okay good okay yeah. well we have that in common i'm glad um yeah so but but immortality yeah the first the first one particularly in the gothic kind of um the monk uh adaptation it, it felt a little like that where there would be like the, the sort of tawdry scenes that were really fun and then the scenes where there was dialogue where you're like what are you going for with this <laughs> and like and in the game it was you're going for this guy was not a very good director and like that's kind of the, the funny point of it but like in this movie that's the, that kind of meta commentary isn't there so it's a little, it's a yeah. little jarring it's almost like you imagine that it could be the opposite where it's like, these are all of the films that Michael J. Murphy has like pitched to people and they've shot down <laughs> and he's like showing you like, they could have been so good if you had just given me the chance to make them. It's possible. I, I it, it would not shock me if that was truly the case. Like they, they really are pretty great. Um, I wonder if any of them became other movies of his, like I'm looking now, I don't know, like torment. Now, some of them, uh, Annabelle is successful, wealthy, burnout rock singer. Um, no, that one didn't, wasn't any of them. But like, there's like a poltergeist. There's like, there, it, it hits all the genres and he does them all pretty well. Like, it's, it's pretty, pretty nice stuff. Um, and I will say, I think he does the slasher genre well once he gets to it too. Like, I feel like the scenes, even though they're not like 
you know, it, it's 85. So the, the genre is still kind of in its like early, early days um, of being like super popular, right? Like this is the first slasher boom. Um, they're not like the most inventive things you've ever seen in murders, but also it is kind of a fun little revenge thriller with the, with the added uh, bit. And I'm interested in what you think about this, the added bit of the moral panic about watching <laughs> violence on, on film. <laughs> what did you think about the addition of that moral panic? Um, it seemed like a way to end the movie. It seemed like a, you know, like what he was like, I don't know, maybe, maybe these were bad. <laughs> I did like, I did like he basically gave like Alistair does this whole thing. He kills everyone that King, uh, the, the, the director that screwed him cares about. And then at the end, he's like, he's like, well, I'll frame King for it. Um, and so like he, he shoots King and then positions him with the, with the gun in his hand. And he says like, he puts up all the bodies, I guess, in the house. Um, and, uh, and basically like the, the news runs with it and they're like, this guy definitely killed his whole family and then killed himself. It's, it's a real problem. Um, and you get this thing, and then the, the secretary comes and she's like, finally, I can see you again. Cause he's wanted to see her this whole time. She's like, that would be stupid. We'll get caught. And she's like, finally, I can see you again. Um, and I have the check for your movie. We're rich now. Um, and immediate, like on one level, you could end the movie there and they'd get away with it. They'd be like, isn't it great how he did all these killings? And then credits would roll. <laughs> like, I feel like, I feel like at a certain point, Murphy was like, no, that's not good. I don't, I don't want that ending. Um, so I think you're right. Like the, the, the sort of like um, voiceover where it's like, we're starting to wonder if watching violent movies all the time, maybe in several cutaways in this film could warp the mind of, of a potential like viewer. Um, and, and it does, it just makes him a big time killer. It, it's very funny to me that he's like so offended that he could make <laughs> money so out of this. That's like he just killed want. a dog. <laughs> he's, he's just like you. You're just like, you're just like him. You're just like the rest of them. She says, I didn't do this for my health. He's like, why did you do this? And she's like, well, obviously, because I like you and I wanted this money. Like, what's wrong with you? I think, yeah, I think her uh, logic checks out a lot more than his does. Yeah, well, I mean, by the end, like, it seems like he just, he, oh, I, I will say the one kind of scene that really made a lot of sense for why they weren't compatible, um, I guess is one way to say how the relationship ended. They just weren't compatible. Uh, they wanted the, uh, different things out of life. <laughs> they did want different things out of life. He was not willing to let her uh, just go peacefully, though, which is not cool of him. Uh, but he also sees uh, the world as something to be killed and destroyed. So it's tough. I mean, can we really judge him? Um, yes. But the 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 thing he says, like, she's she's in the house and she sees the mask still. And she's like, you idiot, you're supposed to burn that. And then she then he, she sees that he still has, like, the 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 film that he's taken of the actual stuff that he showed King as the movie. Uh, because he's been filming all these things and he's like, now the effects are real. Like it's, it's perfect. Um, and she's like, you should have burned this. And he's like, that's my masterwork. Like that's the best movie I ever made. And I did think that was like, that made a lot of sense. Like that was a good like moment where it's like, oh, okay. She's like in way over her head because he actually bought in at this point. Um, he went from sort of like hesitant guy to full on killer. Um, I think if this were like a big budget movie, you'd get a lot of that, pathos from like right after the first killing because he does switch from being like very hesitant to like okay let's do it this is great i love making movies again 
and good for him. Hopefully, he makes yeah. another movie after this. I he do says he's think gonna. <laughs> too. In another world, the blood bloodstream mask would have been good. Like oh. I, I think that would have been a Halloween costume. We should we it's should great. see because um, it's kind of like kind of like the ghost face costume, but just That's a um, little bit. Let's see if I can more more like a classic like Halloween zombie look pretty good like um that's weird oh the one thing that comes up if you look at bloodstream masks is um masks you can wear for like covid masks that uh have pictures of the bloodstream on them which i have to say would be one of the most terrifying things you could wear <laughs> it's really of the movie bloodstream no of, of literal? like um yeah i've read of red cells of your like circulatory system yeah oh like a real miss frizzle kind of Oh, that's a good way to look nice. at it. So here I'll I'll, I'll present my screen because I did find like half of the half of the bloodstream mask. Let's see here. Um, so yeah, so you can see it here. It's not the best, but it's a good it's it's good enough. And, and as you pointed out, Liv, the ghost face mask is very similar to it, and like mm -hmm. uh, or has some similar elements. But I did like how in the movie the eyes popped out and then there was a moment where the eyes popped out and in his dreams when he was getting burned as a witch um here's the mask that you can buy that has the <laughs> that has blood on it <laughs> it's just I, I watching someone wear seeing someone wearing that on the street would really freak me out i don't think i could manage that that wouldn't be good um it's, there's the bloodstream shocking mask. to hear your, your anti-mask that you would freak uh, well yeah out. i'm, I'm someone wearing a mask, mask on the street Okay, that poster makes it yeah, look this is a lot cooler than <laughs> it, is. <laughs> it is. Yeah, don't 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 take this poster uh, at face value, folks. You, it, it's a good movie. It's not that good. Um, yeah, here's another picture <laughs> of it. I guess like this. It looks very peeping tom. But, I, it, like so, it's it does, and it's a neat mask because it has like the the ridges and stuff like that. So it kind of has like that that like green goblin look but it is a mm -hmm. clear skull too so it's neat like it's a really neat mask i feel like you're totally right it could have absolutely been a uh a halloween standard um mm -hmm. just that unfortunately uh michael j murphy got uh his whole um his whole career stolen from him by uh, some terrible producer named king and then he turned to killing he turned to Kelly. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, but that also made movies for the next uh God, uh twenty-one years until he or thirty-one years until he passed away. So um he got to have his cake and eat it too. Maybe he maybe he had him get caught at the end because um he uh he realized that if he had him get away with it, he might get arrested because they're like, Well, this guy made the movie and knows how to get away with that. <laughs> And we had that director who killed his whole family suddenly mm -hmm. and committed suicide, um, who worked with Michael J. Murphy. It's like, like it's just not it's not safe. Um, I I think it's interesting how much of this movie is like people just in front of screens, like a lot of mm -hmm. time of just filming people watching screens in a way that um, feels kind of like videodrome or like you expect mm -hmm. something to happen with the screens because there's so you much like, intensity with it it's kind of interesting too because like i mean I, I love videodrome so i this isn't this isn't a critique of it i think i think um 
I, you know, I think it is doing something a lot different than this movie is, but they do share that same concern about like oversaturation of media, not, not in terms of like necessarily a moral panic, although I guess bloodstream kind of plays it off as a moral panic, but also in terms of just like what changes might we undergo. Um, and like, I think the, the way that I guess like the way that like bloodstream handles it a little differently than video drum is that like the intensity of the screen never actually like changing the physical quality of the screen is almost, it's almost scarier because it's like, you're, you're, you're not given something that is like actually fantastical or, or metaphorical or weird or gross or anything, but it's still kind of like feels that way. If that makes sense. Like it, it makes you feel uneasy and uncomfortable watching him watch movies. Um, but all he's doing is watching movies. There's nothing particularly perverse or anything or weird or unusual about it. It does feel like that's the moral, you know, uh, confrontation of like screen time, like early that people were very concerned about screen time, even whenever it was just like, mm-hmm. uh, just movies on on TV. Um, well, yeah, <laughs> they're concerned. Yeah, I think like yeah, it's true. Like it's it's this. And and you say screen time like that's that's a common a common way of saying it now and also, but also like I think that term like that sort of like fear or that 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 um, way of conceiving of it is is really throughout all of it where it's like after I think maybe the boom of the '60s when like people just had TVs and like these are neat um, I think all of a sudden after like they realized how much of a of a thing you know motion pictures within easy grasp were um, people started wondering like, how's this going to change me? How's this, how's this going to impact me? Like, you know, garbage in garbage out sort of concerns Um, and screen time, like time, time spent with the screen, like literal sort of like hours and minutes spent in front of it being the important variable there. I think that really speaks to like Alistair's whole deal here where, you know, he, he has to put in the time, like he's not a killer immediately. He's mad He's like, he's like really upset, but he's not a killer. Like he doesn't want to do it until he puts the time in and watches a bunch of horror movies. Mm. And uh, two, I think it's like the, the thing about watching so many horror movies made that his reality to be a killer is, you know, I don't think it was Mm -hmm. developing that idea throughout the movie. I think it kind of gets like put in at the end but also a little bit a little bit (laughs) also that he's like very quickly after he's like framed his the the film distributor for having killed all these people that he killed um that the news is immediately like confirming that um Mm -hmm. and that what you see on the screen is not real but what's on the screen can become real yeah, and actually that's a really that's a really interesting point because it provides some nuance to kind of the moral panic element because of course the news gets it wrong, right? Like it it is true that horror films made Alistair or like, you know, you watch him get kind of sweatier and sweatier as he's watching these films. There's a I think the actor who plays him does a good job, uh, particularly in those scenes where like he is conveying a sort of like discomfort, but also like real pleasure. Um, in watching these movies uh, and need almost like an addiction uh, kind of thing. Like he, he seems to feel itchy when he's not watching a horror movie towards the end. Um, like that, that of course impacted Alistair. What was on the screen impacted Alistair, but it did not 
making those movies and engrossing themselves in those movies didn't make King a worse person. He was just that person to begin with. And so there is that kind of nuance there, right? Like the news thinks like, well, this, this guy made all this trash and now he, he killed his family and Murphy knows, and you know, that that's simply not true. Mm. But are we providing the nuance here? Do you, do you feel like they were actually trying a really to... Really interesting question, Liv. Uh, <laughs> is the question, are we very smart and, uh, and, and brilliant critics? I think, of course, yes, um, we are. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I think I think that nuance is probably, yeah, probably not entirely there. I feel like the, the turn to, uh, in a lot of ways, I agree with your, <laughs> your statement that the the violence in horror movies thing was definitely a um what's the word here a vehicle to get to the end of the movie both in terms of okay how do we how do we land this plane and in terms of clearly the shot that um that murphy had in mind when he conceived of this movie which is him in the mask after killing the girl uh the girlfriend um, looking into the camera and saying cut and then cutting it off like and then and then immediately being in the psychiatric ward like great shot clearly the shot that he wanted in this uh-huh. movie. clearly he's like what if i had a movie that had that shot <laughs> like reverse engineered it um i, I get do. it I'd, help, I w- I'd love to have that idea i almost okay. wish they would have gone more moral panic with it and at the end he like is pointing at the camera like you did this actually you did this the whole time go like full reefer madness with it that'd be sweet yeah i mean like yeah it's i would love i would love for someone in i would love for someone in alistair's place to immediately break the fourth wall i don't love fourth wall breaking all the time but i think in that instance where he's like did you like my movie like i think that would be pretty cool like that would be that would have been a good choice Write your congressman if you liked my movie. <laughs> that would be really funny if 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 Michael Murphy just did that because he thought like, well, that's probably what the character would do, and that all these laws were made that made <laughs> hurt his movies. Like, oh no, <laughs> I love making these movies. What am I doing? <laughs> what do you think? Is it worth the hour and sixteen minutes of your life to watch this? Oh yeah, me too. I, I, think, I think so. so. I think if you were a person who would ever watch a movie on YouTube, <laughs> a low budget horror movie on it's YouTube. It's not going to affect the quality of your viewing. You don't need this on Blu-ray, despite what the one reviewer for Bloodstream says. You don't need a Bloodstream Blu-ray. It's going to be fine on YouTube. Is that true? Are people are people pushing for uh, the Bloodstream Just Blu-rays? the person who wrote that like that horrible review of it that um, uh, made us all want to um, – jump off a bridge uh I'll, oh, I, yeah, I'll read yeah, yeah. i'll read one so the 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 sentence that they have at the bottom is um someone someone just watched this for film film class i guess uh he <laughs> says uh, outsider cinema like this by all rights should be celebrated for their idiosyncrasy and rewarded with a lovingly restored blu-ray slash dvd i i don't think we probably need that but like to give you an idea of, of people who would think that um Here's their description of the movie. The penurious, perhaps naive, eternally hopeful neophyte horror impresario Alistair Bailey is a marvelous cipher for any number of equally frustrated genre filmmakers similarly thwarted by the malign machinations of a duplicitous producer. In this case, the fabulously despotic William King, who contrives by wholly devious means to contractually steal the film away from the apoplectic Alistair and... (laughs) 
would later release Bloodstream for a considerably increased financial reward. The ceaselessly ruthless and entirely parasitical king making for an eminently despicable nemesis. I just... You That's have you, to believe that a human being did not write those words in that order. That's a computer. I, yeah, it has sure. to be, or else I'm very upset. Like, I don't watch the movie that way. Like, I hate to no. tell you this. Just like, don't don't watch the movie that way. Don't it's, take it's, it that seriously. No, no, please don't. Um, if you want to think of it as a 9 out of 10, don't let it be because you thought it was cool. Don't Don't let it be because you think, like, there needs to be a Blu-ray and, like, you know, director's commentary from like John Carpenter on this. Like, I like, we no. don't, we don't need to bring, we don't need to bring all that into it. It's fine. I'm going to recommend this to anyone who would watch a low budget slasher or that has watched VHS 1985. Uh, oh, this, this good is one. Yeah. actually from 1985. And I think is maybe has more interesting ideas. <laughs> <laughs> and for anyone who watched um the that film uh the the meaning of evil the all about the, evil all about evil excuse me um oh because it's like all about eve yeah uh, i get it now it took, took me a second uh if anyone's seen all about evil um and wants a a slightly worse version of it I oh much worse it. all about okay evil much worse excuse is me. criminally underwatched i love that okay. movie all right well, also, uh, maybe a double feature. This first, and then All About Evil. <laughs> Don't maybe do it the other way around. Yeah. It would not be a good call. Uh, you'd be very upset af- after that. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I liked it, I, especially for free. I mean, it, it was great. It, it is something that, especially when the killings aren't happening, you can totally have on a second monitor if you wanted to. If that's how you like watching films, go for it. You're not, you're not, yeah. uh, you're not hurting anyone's feelings that way. I do think that the more screens you're watching this on at once really gets you in the spirit of the film. <laughs> you should be watching this and uh, Lon Chaney's uh, Werewolf at the same time. Um, it's like on two screens, you can mute either one. It doesn't really matter which one's on or not. Um, it'll be really, it'll be really effective. Um, or maybe um, all the movies from Immortality, just like in a super cut. That would be, mm. that would also be good. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm with Liv. Uh, make this as hard to watch as possible. <laughs> he really does get so sweaty watching those movies. He have really you, does. Have you seen Demons 2? I haven't seen, no. Oh, Demons 2 is basically like Demons 1, but it's on t- what? you know it's on tv screens instead um and it, it is a lot like that where it's like someone sitting on the edge of the bed just like a tv is just so close in front of them <laughs> it's so good because like it's relatable it, it is relatable it's also a very um it's a very classic way of watching movies and like watching tv like no one gets that close to the screen anymore but no. like when they were CRT TVs and they were yeah. on the ground, like getting close and being like up to it with your nose was like, that was the thing. Like you wanted to do that. And every parent in history was like, please stop doing that. You will ruin your precious little eyes. Yep. It definitely is. That's what, my idea of like playing like uh, Mario on Super Nintendo is is that like getting up as close yeah. as possible. Just this burning close, yeah. into my eyes. Yeah. I need this to feel like I am riding yoshi if i do not if i'm close enough it will feel that way um we're all in this chasing case, that high yeah we're all chasing the high of feeling like we are the person in the movie killing people <laughs> um <laughs> not really how most people watch horror movies i would imagine but hey if that's your if that's your deal and you're not out there killing people um 
You do you. If you are killing people, please stop. Yeah, we're not, not okay. That. We don't we don't support it. Well, Liv, um, any final thoughts on Bloodstream? I think that's it. I think Bloodstream speaks for itself. It kind of does. And we can also speak to it. Yeah, you could do your own reading of Bloodstream and add a lot to it. Um, You don't even have to use the thesaurus words for it. You can just use regular words. Um, Well, cool. Well, thank you. Thank you for suggesting it, Liv. I love love this. Um, And um, yeah, thank us everyone for watching and listening. And we'll see you the next time. Yeah, I think it's a good reminder that um, if you are listening to this, that we are now recording videos of this and you could find it on YouTube and you could sit five centimeters away from the monitor and bore us into your eyes. Oh, the dream. We could be your Yoshi. (laughs) Could we be your Yoshi? Uh, (laughs) Could I be your Yoshi? Michael Michael J. Murphy's most underrated film. also, a uh, reminder that if you want to see these before they're on YouTube or you don't like YouTube, they are available even before the podcast comes out on the Patreon. If I record anything, I'll put it on the podcast. I'll put it on the Patreon before um, before we even do it. So far, I'm just recording with Liv, and I recorded one. I don't think I mentioned this to you, Liv. I recorded one with uh, Sam, uh, who does the the Danganronpa episodes with me because he does this all the time with on his other podcast, so he's very used to it. Um, and yeah, I think uh, they'll they'll maybe be more in the future. It really depends on the guests, but uh, I think they're great. Um, I really like it, and uh, I like seeing like seeing Liv when I talk to her, and hopefully you like seeing us when we talk to you. We hope. We hope. Yeah. If you don't, like, ugh. Um, close your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Close them quick, or you're gonna it's gonna impact your behavior. Um, <laughs> it's patreon.com slash no cartridge, and um, I will get a link to the YouTube in uh, as many places as I can as well. Um, and yeah, and then you can follow Liv at AV Club on all um, places, A-V-E-Y Club. And I'm at Hagelbon on all places. Bye. Bye.